Amen. In the book of Mark, the third chapter, and uh, well, let's see, I'm going to begin reading at verse number 20. I don't know when I'm going to stop because I just believe the word of God is right all by itself. And uh, when we learn to get into the word and believe the word of God, that's, that's the time that we're going to experience all that God has for us. Mark, the third chapter, beginning at verse number 20 beginning at verse number 20 and uh, you will find these words and the multitude cometh together again so that they could not so much as eat bread and when his friends heard of it they went out to lay hold on him for they said he is beside himself and the scribes which came down from Jerusalem saith, He hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of the devils casteth he out devils. Verse 23, And he called them unto him, and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath an end. 27, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewith so ever they shall blaspheme. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost have never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. You may take your seats because I'll read the rest of this, the fourth chapter and the fifth chapter because I just love reading the word of God. Let's go back up to verse number 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. I need y'all to follow me here today, but I'm going to talk to you all just briefly from this subject matter, putting the pieces back together, putting the pieces back together. From the beginning of his ministry, as told by Mark, Jesus has been dealing with divided houses and kingdoms. You will take note, he has cast out demons. He healed Peter's mother-in-law cleansed a leopard he calls a paralytic to walk and so the houses and kingdoms of these people were divided the strong man had invaded their homes their lives are not their own they live with inner conflict and turmoil they have been separated from their community and all that gave them security and identity, their outer conditions of illness, 
paralysis and possession point to the inner conflict, the battle between health and uh, disease, not just physically, but more importantly, spiritually. And you have to understand that battle and inner conflict has been around since Adam and Eve separated themselves uh, from God and hid amongst the trees uh, of the garden. It is seen in Israel wanting a king, so uh, it can be like all the other nations, forgetting that it has a unique calling, that it is to be different from other nations, that it is through Israel that the people of God, that God will act for the benefit of uh, all people and so and so this division and uh, inner conflict are a reality of today's world and can i say our lives because a marriage divided is a divorce a nation divided results in nasty politics and in the extreme civil war an economy divided yields poverty and injustice a community divided becomes individualism and tribalism the prejudice and violence humanity divided is all these things on a global level and then last but not least faith divided is sin well, did you hear what I said? I said faith divided uh, is uh, sin. And so we all know what it is like to live uh, divided uh, lives. Now, I don't want to talk to you all that's been to heaven and come back. I'm not talking to you all because you've already been glorified. So God bless you. Some of us haven't been glorified yet. And so I'm going to make my statement again that we all know what it is like to live divided lives. You know those times when your outside don't match with your inside. Well, let me let me come on here now because everybody look like, I mean, I'm looking at you. All y'all look like you have a million dollars. All of you all got dressed. You put on your diamonds and you got your pearls on and you have your earrings. You have, you got whatever those things is on the mask the diamond even on uh, on your mask you got your hair did y'all ain't got to talk about it. I know it's done you got your hair did you looking good come on here but that's your outside because if you we would face reality our inside don't match our outside you look good on the outside but nobody knows the hurt nobody knows the pain nobody knows you had to put on extra eyeliner because you cried so much last night come on y'all 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 are you here today i want to know are you here amen are you here because uh uh that's how we live divided uh, lives. You don't need to be a theologian to understand this text here today, and you don't need no degree. It's very, it's very simple. Our outsides don't match up with uh, 
our inside. You're smiling, but on the inside, you're crying. Come on. You, 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 somebody asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm blessed and, uh, and highly favored, but you'll go to your car and use almost a half a box of Kleenex. Come on. That's because we, uh, our house is uh, uh, divided. I'm not talking about the street that you live on. Uh, I'm talking about you. Somebody tell your neighbor he's talking uh, about you. And that's what it means to have a, a divided house. You're one person at work, another person at home. You act one way with certain people and, uh, and a different way with other people. Can I talk for a few minutes? You say, God bless you to the saints, but you say something else when you talk to your husband or uh, your wife. And so life, if we would be transparent and if we would only admit life gets divided into many pieces. Come on here. When you look at behavior and beliefs, ethics, they become a conditional or situational. In other words, it depends on my situation. That's how my behavior is going to be. Come on somebody. And so it's it's our behavior, it's our it's our beliefs. They become situational. And and then that can can I tell you something that that Jesus always stands before us uh, as the image of unity and wholeness. I'm going to say it again. He stands uh, before us mm -hmm, as the image of unity and uh, wholeness. He is the stronger one. How many of y'all know the text says is when the strong man comes in and bind up. So in other words, that simply means that I need somebody stronger than the one that's trying to bind me up. How many of y'all know that Jesus is the one that he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves he puts our lives and houses back together know ye not that your body is the temple of God he puts our lives and our houses back in order Jesus offers a different image of what life might look like and he does so by revealing the division in our own lives you see the houses that cannot stand and the crumbling of our kingdoms whether you know it or not we've built up our own little kingdoms y'all 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 if you don't know what a kingdom is look it up and then put yourself in there sometimes we think kingdoms is something that's massive we've built our own little kingdoms and if we're not careful as long as the house is divided the kingdom can not stand even when it is for our own good with the offer of new life and wholeness that's a hard place to be I'm going to say it again he offers us new life he offers to make us whole in every area of our life but listen at me that's a hard place to be 
Pastor, why would you say that? I said it because it means that one way or another, change of some sort is coming. Come on here. And most of us don't like change. We are accustomed to things being the way we are. Don't move my shoes because I know where I kick them off at. I tell Sister Teresa all the time, don't clean my office at home. She wants me to have a, a nice, neat, organized office. And you know, I work better. This is just me. When I got papers all over my desk, it make me look like I'm doing something. I got four or five books on top of the papers. And then I got bills on top of the books. But notice something. I could walk in there and find anything that I want but when she cleans my office I have to keep going back to her and ask her what did you do with such and such what folder did you put it in well that's the best way to live but the problem is I don't like change that's a bad place it's a bad place to be. What's this? Uh, if you don't like change, but if we expect to be made whole, come on somebody, God is going to have to change some things. Wait, what's this? What's this? Uh, not on your job, not in your physical uh, home. God's going to have to change some things within us. Come on here somebody. Listen at them. Here's, I'm getting ready to prove my point. Because when you read this text, listen at them. They literally said he has lost his mind. Talking about Jesus. They said Jesus had lost his mind. The religious authorities accused him of allegiance to Bezebub. Now Bezebub was the ruler of demons. He wasn't just a demon. He was the ruler of demons. And now here they're saying that Jesus had hooked up, my God, with the ruler of demons. And they project upon Jesus their own inner conflict and division. Don't miss that because I'm going to come back to that. Listen, they projected on Jesus their own inner conflict and division. They have declared that which is holy, that which was sacred, that which was beautiful to be unclean, dirty, and grieving to God. And their accusations say more about themselves than it does about Jesus. Let me tell y'all something. When folks start pointing their finger at you and telling you all about yourself, well, don't get mad and upset and start tasering folk and uh, and start cussing folk out. Y'all ain't going to talk back here to me and threaten to shoot people. The only problem is uh, they're only looking at themselves. And as long as I can point my finger at you 
I don't have to look at myself. As long as I can keep talking about Ellen Newsom to all of the pastors in the jurisdiction, that keeps the focus off of me. Are y'all here? Are you here? Are you listening to me here today? All they were doing was showing the conflict and, uh, and the division that was within themselves. Their accusations uh, are a way of avoiding themselves. You in bad shape, honey. You in bad shape, brothers, when we try to avoid ourselves. Y'all ain't got to help me. Because you know what? You can't get away from you can't get away from yourself. When you in the car all by yourself and you arguing with yourself. Come on here, somebody. You need to be made whole. Ain't nobody done nothing to you. Come on here. You snapping at the clerk. You're snapping at folk at the jack in the box just trying to take your order. You need to understand uh, you need to be made whole look at your name say you need to be made whole I'm talking about all of us. I'm talking about all of us. I ain't talking at you. I'm talking to you. I'm preaching the message that I need to preach to my own self. Because God needs to make us whole. Come on here somebody. And so it's hard to look at the division and the inner conflict which in our lives is hard to do. It's hard to do. But the beginning of wholeness, don't miss this, the beginning of wholeness is acknowledging our brokenness. I know you're strong. I know you got it all together. I know you don't need no Body. You can do it all by yourself. But I come to tell somebody, whether you hear or whether you are online, if you're on Zoom, I come to tell somebody, the only way we can be made whole is we've got to realize our own brokenness. We almost got to lay naked before God. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Come on here. I know, I know, I know. We must ask ourselves the question. You got to ask yourself the question, where is my own house divided? When I speak of your house, I'm speaking of you. How and to what extent have we created conflict and division within our relationships? Every now and then we got to come to the realization it ain't everybody else's fault. I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute, Elder. But I ain't going to hold y'all long. Every now and then, we've got to search ourselves. And we got to tell the Lord, turn the spotlight from heaven. And God, you search my heart. You reveal to me what part I've played in the situation uh-huh. ask yourself in what ways do I live a fragmented life distributing out pieces here and there listen you got to understand when you live a fragmented life mm-hmm, everywhere you go you distribute a piece of you come on here somebody yeah yeah you need all of you you can't leave yourself no place you need all of you but every time when you live a fragmented life you leave a piece of you here and a piece of you over there and then you wonder why you are not 
Oh, what is it? What is it today? Pastor is asking the question. What is it today that shatters, that shatters your life? What is it? I didn't say you wasn't saved. I did not say that you did not love God. I did not say that you was not on your way to heaven. I just asked you a simple question. What is it that shatters your life today? Well, if you can't think of nothing, let me run down the list and you might put a check mark by it. Is it anger and resentment? Is it something that somebody done to you and you ain't been able to get over it? Well, I come back here to tell you, if you can't get over it, you are fragmented. Is it greed? In other words, I never can. I never can get enough. You're living a fragmented life. Is it insecurity? Is it perfectionism? In other words, everything I do got to be perfect or I can't do it. You living a fragmented life. Are you here? Is it sorrow and loss? You've had a loss and it don't matter how long it's been. And please understand the pastor. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to grieve. And I'm not trying to tell anybody how long to grieve. My mama been gone, what, 15 years, 12 years? I don't know. I don't know how long, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time my mama's been gone. But every now and then, even now, I want to hear my mama's voice. Y'all ain't got to talk to me. Uh, uh, you know, you know. Come on, let's be. Can, can, can we kind of be honest? Uh, you know, as our mamas begin to get old, they kind of. Uh, and no disrespect in my next statement, but you know, for lack of better words, uh, you know, they kind of got next to us, kind of got on our nerve, nerve, nerve. You know what I'm saying? And I, I tell my mother, I say, Mama, uh, what do you want to eat? She said, baby, can you run and get me something to eat? I go to the house and ask her, what do you want to eat? Well, look like she would have made up her mind by the time I got to Spring Valley to her house what she wanted to eat. Am I right? Somebody know what I'm talking about. And so when I get to the house and say, mama, now have you decided? She would just go, mama, stop umming and tell me what you want to eat. I got to get back to work. But I stand here today. Y'all ain't going to help me here. And I'll do anything right now to hear that. I'll be like, I'll be like, mama, take your time. Come on, I'll sit down and have a cup of coffee. And go, Yo, have I got a witness? I, I, I'm just wondering, are you in the house here today? Yeah, so is it is it that sorrow? Is it that loss that still have you broken? That still have your life fragmented? Is it fear? What are you fearing? You're listening to the news and you're living a life of fear but how many of y'all know God has not given us the spirit of fear is it envy, is it guilt is it something that you did but you can't forgive yourself even though you know that God man I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute even though you know God has forgiven you but you just can't forgive yourself is it loneliness you feel like you all alone, you know he'll never leave you, you know he'll never forsake you but yet you still feel feel all alone. Mm, there are all sorts of forces 
things and events and sometimes even people by which our lives are broken and through which we are separated from God others and ourselves but I'll stop by here to tell you and I'll stop by here to let you know that Christ is stronger than anything that fragments our lives I said Christ is stronger than anything that fragments our lives. You know why? Because he binds, he connects the forces that divide. He heals the wounds that separate. He refashions pieces into new wholeness. There's nothing about your life or my life that cannot be put back together again again by the love of God every now and then you gotta talk to yourself I know the devil been raging I know the devil's been busy on every side and I know the saints is barely hanging on some folk is doing everything that they can in order to remain faithful they're trying to hold on have I got a witness anybody want to be transparent it seems like the more faithful you are the more trouble you are experiencing you try to give your tithe and your offering and it seems like everything is breaking down but I got good news here for somebody you can't get over that loss I got good news for you you ought to talk to yourself and you ought to tell your heart tell your heart to beat again come on tell your heart beat again I know it seemed like it stopped and I know it seemed like you're suffocating I know it seemed like you're turning blue but I dare you to tell your heart tell your heart to beat again because sometimes hearts are shattered to the point that it changes you but Jesus is our healer he has done his job now it's up to us to do our job we got to let go of the past and we got to move on come on do like this to your neighbor and say neighbor move on you got to tell yourself that I am not alone I know sometimes it's just nice to be reminded that when everyone else has failed us that our savior he made a promise to us when times are tough and we really do feel all alone but as a child of God you can rest in the fact that Jesus is the best friend that you could ever have you got to declare that I'm going to bless the name of the Lord blessed be the name of the Lord the Lord giveth 
and the Lord taketh away but I'm going to keep on blessing him I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually it's going to be in my mouth when I'm hurting I got to keep on praising him when I'm feeling when I'm feeling all alone I'm almost finished here but I got to keep on blessing him trouble is on every side but I got to keep on blessing him I'm wondering if there's anybody here that'll get on the blessed train and wave at me and say pastor I'm on the blessed train I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field every time I turn around the Lord just keeps on doing great things for me let me close but I hear Byron Cage I hear him singing a song he says so you entered into this building you brought your burdens you brought your pain but I have a message for you that when you leave here you will not leave here the same you ought to tell yourself I refuse to leave here the same way that I came I came burdened but I ain't leaving burdened I came broke y'all ain't gonna help me but I'm not leaving broke I came sick but I'm not leaving sick Yes, he says this, he says, so tell me, he says, tell me, you've been to your physician, look at you, there's been no change in your condition, he said, reach out and touch the master's throne, there's healing, for your mind there's healing for your body there's healing for your soul God he can heal he can deliver he can mend your brokenness he has a miracle to fit your needs once you trust him you will receive God knows about your situation but with every test and every trial there's a revelation that God is able to supply every one of your needs he's here to touch you he's here to heal you he's here to set you free because God can heal. God can deliver. He can mend your broken heart. He has a miracle with your name on it. Say yes. Say yes. Well, let me close. I'm finished. 
but I hear Brother Andre Crouch. He said the powder, he saw a vessel that had been broken by the wind and the rain. He sawed it with so much compassion to put it back together again. And then he said, oh, somebody ought to say, oh, come on, say, oh, say, oh, I was that broken vessel that nobody thought was any good. But I cried to the Lord, you are the potter and I am the clay. Make me. Somebody ought to tell the Lord, make me over again. Put me back together again. Here's the good news. And I'm going to my seat. Here's my testimony. Jesus picked up the pieces of my broken heart. My broken heart that day. He made me a new vessel and revived. He revived. He revived my soul again. He put clapping in my hands, running in my feet, a song on my heart. Say yes, he's able, he's able to put you back together again. It don't matter what you've been through. It don't matter how you've been shattered. It don't matter how many pieces that you are. He's able. He's able. He's able. Somebody would wave at me and say he's able. God is able to put you back together again. He's able to take all of our inner conflict. Mm. All of our confusions. All of our mix-ups. All of our mess-ups. God is able to put you back together again. I refuse and I'm finished. 
But I refuse to live the rest of my life broken. Come on, somebody. Broken. Not when I know he can put all the broken pieces back together again. I know what you say. I'm done. Some of y'all thinking, well, why don't God then just make me a new vessel? Because if he makes me a new vessel, then that wipes out everything. Right? Sometimes, and I need y'all to hear me. No, not sometimes, all the time. God can do more with your pieces. Because watch this. I got confirmation through the scripture. And we know that all things, all your pieces, come on here somebody, all your pieces, all of your pieces is working together. All of your heartaches, all of your pains, all of your brokenness is working together for your good. It didn't say, it didn't say it was good. But Pat, right where you are, God's working it. You might not see it. That's why you got to have faith to believe it and to know that God is fulfilling purpose right where I am somebody you need to hear that right where you are don't miss it right where you are God is fulfilling purpose God's trying to work on you God's trying to build character God's trying to give you a new anointing God's trying to fulfill purpose in our lives right where we are come on We can find some places to go. That's easy to do. That's easy. We can find somewhere else to go, but in our going, are we hindering the purpose of God for our lives? God said, I can do it. That's what I hear now, y'all. And I'm not a prophet. God said, I can do it right where you are. That's what make God God. Is to take an impossible situation and make it possible. That's what make God God. Anybody can throw in the towel. Anybody can quit. Anybody can walk away. It don't take nothing to walk away. But God says, 
I can fulfill purpose right where you are. All right, I'm going to give y'all up. I'm giving y'all up. Because here lies our problem. Oftentimes, more times than not, God's purpose don't line up with what we want. Uh-oh. So we go after what we want. And oftentimes what we want may not be the purpose of God. And I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm tell y'all something. I'm done. We don't see each other but once a week. Don't rush me. <clears throat> Watch this. God will give you what you want. Knowing, uh oh, somebody, you better hear me here today. Knowing that you're going to have to call him from for help after you get it. <laughs> he could avoid it, but he wants us to have the desires of our heart. So, where's, where's your desire? That's the question. Once again, inner examination but what's my desire or do I want to fulfill God's purpose well in order to fulfill God's purpose he's going to have to put us back together again